Welcome to the Dell Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Welcome to part two of our podcast on harnessing data to improve critical care with Heather Hitchcock, who's the Chief Commercial Officer for Medical Informatics Corp., or MIC. In part one, Heather explained that any analysis of data begins with effectively collecting and storing the right data, how artificial intelligence should be used to only augment healthcare decisions, how MIC approaches consolidating what today is largely siloed or uncollected data, and MIC's origins in research and how they moved into clinical settings. Let's pick up the conversation. Heather, can you give us some examples of how MIC is used? I kind of think of it as visual of left to right, because the first thing you want to do before you get to AI, don't put the cart before the horse, is unlock just data aggregation, right? And so sometimes we have hospitals that just want to put in the system to aggregate, and they've got a lot of great data scientists. Maybe they use our visualization tools for research. Maybe they just leverage the open APIs. That's, again, we, we started with breaking down silos, so we're certainly not going to silo our data and put it into proprietary formats. We make it open so that they can extract it and use Spark and Python or whatever MATLAB, whatever interface they want to do for data science and ML. So that's one use case. That's just researchers and data science teams being able to rapidly take that data, leverage it to publish, leverage it to get grants, and then also take that same algorithm and turn it into a new monitor. The next thing is a lot of operational things. We're doing a ton of work, again, thinking about this change in the way we think of monitoring. There's a lot of work now going on in virtual ICUs, especially when you look at healthcare systems merging, not being able to control the device manufacturers. Let's say you have five hospitals in your network, or you have 25 or 50. Well, they might be a mix of different vendors. It might be GE, Philips, Mindrate, you know, Neon Coding. And so when you're looking at this world we're trying to get into with leveraging the highest clinical staff we can, because in some of the rural areas, you may not have a hospitalist, you may not have an intensivist, you may not have the leading cardiac person, but you have them in your network. And so we're creating these kind of vendor agnostic virtual ICUs that enable the ability to monitor up to 100 patients on a single screen across vendors, across facilities, and we can embed those into workflows like Epic Monitor. So that's a lot of where we're going. So the idea is to make the data access transparent and make sure it fits within the workflow. We're doing a lot of work on harnessing that data and just getting rid of some of the documentation challenges, especially around ECG strip charting. You'd be amazed that I'd argue maybe 90% of hospitals in the country are still forced with this problem that they have to hit the print button to get the ECG strip and someone is still cutting and pasting and scanning in today's day and age to get that strip into the chart for reimbursement really doesn't do anything for clinical care. It's just to make sure that we get reimbursed for that monitoring order. So we're doing a lot of work in that kind of operational space. And then we're moving into transformation, right? We do alarm management, we do a lot of alarm analytics, and then real-time risk scores that can be distributed into the clinical communication setting along with waveform access. And now we're really on the tipping point where our hospitals, what's interesting is a lot of the hospitals we work with are actually developing their algorithms, and now we're working with them to turn them into those new patient trajectory monitors, histograms, and then all the way to like newer intelligent alarms and to predictive monitors, what we think of as individualized, patient-centered, predictive monitors, which ties into where I say in this precision medicine and personalized care. So that's where the future is going. Could you describe MIC's partnership with Dell? Yeah, I mean, it's been a great partnership. Let's face it. We want to focus on software. We want to focus on what we can do with the data. We're not a hardware provider. And to do what we do requires a really robust infrastructure. 
and it needs to be a scalable infrastructure. So in many ways, we do software as a service. We think of Dell as enabling infrastructure as a service. It kind of be able to provide that framework to say, okay, you know, maybe for your initial pilot, let's just say, because often we'll go in and we might start with a simpler use case and say, okay, let's take one of those operational use cases and let's prove everything out, get the workflow right. And that's a smaller scalable architecture. You may use your VMs on-premise, you might do a hybrid cloud deployment, but as you add beds, as you add storage for the number of years you want to keep that data for those analytics and AI, you need to be able to scale horizontally easily. And so by providing that ability to work with Dell EMC, they can come in and be that advisor. They can be the trusted advisor to say, how do you want to actually build your architecture to solve what you need to do today, scale vertically, do long-term storage with things like Isilon or maybe other solutions as well. But the idea is they're the experts on that. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to make sure that we can collect the data, aggregate the data, get access to it as fast as possible, and then move into some of these cloud-type environments that are starting to happen that are going to also be necessary to support some of that data sharing. As we move into the next world where in many of these complex environments, we need to be able to increase the N of the number of patients, which all comes down to collaboration amongst large facilities, especially a lot of the large academic facilities. And so while we can provide that infrastructure layer of enabling that from a software perspective, we also need a great partner to help us with the infrastructure itself to enable that at the hardware level. Heather, I understand your platform is referred to as SickBay. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Kind of funny. So a bunch of Trekkie nerds. We love Star Trek. Our founders, just great Star Trek nerds, we call ourselves. And that's really where it came from. And it was this idea of a futuristic platform. In many ways, as I kind of alluded to, Craig was a man before his time and was looking at AI 15 years ago and saw the vision. And so even as a platform, I think the name denotes that futuristic feel of making the impossible possible. If you go back to Star Trek and you think about everyone sitting on that sick bay, it, it was a very predictive medicine. It was precision medicine. And it carries all the way through. I mean, even if you look in our demo, Beverly Crusher is one of our patients. We have a 24-7 surveillance system that's constantly monitoring the system. And so we'll actually let you know that your network's down before you even know it's down. But internally, we call it Q. And I was talking to a doc it's been a few weeks ago, and he said to me, he goes, you know, Q is like malevolent, not to be trusted. And I was like, oh, branding, I might have to change that. Like, so, so it's just kind of a funny theme that we carry throughout. But I think it does really resonate. And very often, people call us the sickbay team. I'd say our clients, even our prospects, it definitely resonates. And so it's kind of a near and dear term to my heart. Heather, can you share any customer success stories with MIC? We have a lot, right? I think about where we started, just even going on our website and seeing the number of research papers that docs have been able to publish on the fly. If you look at the old way, if you look at Craig back in his lab 15 years ago and why he started is because it could take a year. Craig would say, you know, it could take you a year sometimes just to play with the data, just to get one paper done. I always think of basic program. If change one variable, well, then I got to rerun the thing. So because we can change a variable and rerun the model by the flip of a switch, now I can publish faster. And the faster we publish, the faster we get grants, the faster we bring that into the clinical environment, especially in healthcare when we have a regulated environment like the FDA. That alone, to me, is such a win. Craig, I think he did part-time 15 papers this year, might be more. So it's just this ability to rapidly do those. We've done a lot of work in alarm management. Before we even got our FDA clearance, we had all this data. So we thought about, okay, you, you came in and we have the Joint Commission coming in and saying we have to do something about alarm noise. And so we created a series of alarm management apps that were actually patient-centered. So if you think back to this precision medicine thing, we looked at alarms and said, well, wait a minute. 
alarms are never one and done. Even if you change everything and you actually change something in the settings, because your patient population is changing, your alarms are always going to change. And on average, you're going to find that 90% of the alarms are coming from 30% of your population. So we recognize we actually need applications that are patient-centered for alarm management so that every day you can come in and look at who are your highest alarmers, how do we go after them? Great stories there. And in that case, like Texas Children's, we collaborated with them on the development of those, and they received awards from ECRI for those applications that were created. Then we moved into this operational space that I'm mentioning with strip automation. We have one hospital we were working with that was losing 700000 a month because no one was scanning. And so just even being able to, of course, that helps for reimbursement, reduce that manual load. But what's more important than anything is that I'm not spending manual time printing. And one of our docs calls it arts and crafts. He's like, I don't want my nurses and my telemetry techs having to do arts and crafts. I want them focused on patient care. So just unlocking that manual process now allows them to really focus on leveraging the data for intervention and care and clinical team communication. For us, what I think is so beautiful about what we do is we're unlocking data that's currently going in the trash. And it's all about just using it for one use case, leveraging it for the next use case and continually adding on top to that same infrastructure. If you think about what I talked about in the beginning, when we talk about the spaghetti, the spaghetti infrastructure or the accidental architecture, this is a purposeful architecture. You know, one time Craig said to me, you know what's missing in a hospital, Heather? There's no CPU. Everything's flying around in space, right? And they're not talking to each other. So in many ways, I think of sickbay as like the glue, the CPU that's pulling it all together. And if I centralize that, and I put all that data together, now it's just serving it up. Turn on an app, just like I turn it on my phone. So today it might be alarm management. Tomorrow it might be virtual ICU. Next day it might be I want to do smart alarms. The next day I want to do real-time predictive analytics or AI. All in the same architecture. Heather Hitchcock, Chief Commercial Officer for MIC. Where can listeners go to learn more about MIC and SickBay? You can uh, go to our website. So that's www.michealthcare.com. You can also go to our Vimeo and YouTube channel. I think a lot of our videos are intended and they keep growing. It's software, right? And so sometimes software you can't touch, you can't feel. And so it's really about how do you see how the software can transform. We're doing a lot of work right now with Dell EMC and our partners at Intel and starting to spread a lot of news. So follow us on all of our channels as well, which you can find on the website because we'll be producing a ton of content coming up, especially over the next year with those partners to spread the news of how do you solve this complex problem and really realize the vision that we're all trying to get to. Heather Hitchcock, Chief Commercial Officer for MIC. Thanks for all this great information on MIC and SickBay. Any final thoughts? Be careful. Don't put the cart before the horse. Focus on the foundation. A lot of the hospitals that we work with, it's putting the foundation in first. We're we're working on an enterprise deployment at a large hospital, and it started with one unit and then going on to all seven hospitals and all 2,000 beds. But before they even think about the AI, it's getting the foundational platform and the remote monitoring suite in. It's getting that data collection in first before you jump to AI. Focus on the quality of the data. Be careful about if you're doing AI, there's a lot of great data in the EMR, but there's other data that's needed as well. How do we be careful and purposeful? And this is a regulated environment. And I think a lot of what is not recognized is that in the moment that you want to convert AI into clinical practice and push it in, it's very likely the FDA is already coming out on this. It's going to have to go through regulatory clearance, and that's not an easy lift. 
that's kind of the last thing that I leave you with with our company is we are an FDA cleared product. We've created a pathway to support that ability to unlock data and then help hospitals commercialize. I'd like to use quotes that I don't say. One of the executives that we're working with said to me, you know, anybody can do in a single analytic. It's the ability to operationalize the development and deployment of analytics at scale. And that's what SickBay was designed to do. It wasn't designed to just do one piece, just do data aggregation, just do research. It was designed to allow that operationalization at scale. I'm really excited about being a part of something so wonderful in the space and helping the healers heal and empowering them to have the data they need to save lives. Heather Hitchcock, thanks for all this great information on MIC and SickBay, and hopefully we can have you back in a future Dell Healthcare Power Chat. Thank you so much.